rolling. Oh yeah, Mike's good. Not getting any feedback. All right. Yeah. Who do we have today, Latif? We have a, a good friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent friend of <laughs> the podcast. Now the podcast. Yeah. And the movie we just made. So why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, my name is Andrew J. Hampton. Forget the J. Why'd you do that anyway, Jay? Did you um, just like feel right or? Well, so I went to theater school. Yeah. And I had always gone with Andrew Hampton. Mm-hmm. But like when I went to theater school was um, triple barrel names were like the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was doing it. So yeah. I thought, okay, let me add the J. And also when I looked it up, um, it was available as a SAG name. So I just <laughs> thought, okay, let's do it. Well, yeah. Think, is there actually a J though? <laughs> No, but triple barrel names at the time were like huge. Everyone on Broadway, apparently, mm-hmm. supposedly had triple barrel names. Do you think it was a fad? Did it fade away? I don't know. I feel like the big names, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, it kind of like it's split because there's like Brian Stokes Mitchell, there's three names, yeah, and there's like yeah, Aiden and Menzel, two names. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it doesn't matter. When uh, I don't know if you were there for the recording of the Marie episode, were you there for that one? No. Um, did you get to meet Maria on on set? She was the one that played Cougar's ex at the coffee shop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So her stage name is Marie V Sharp, and she told me the reason that she has the V in there is because there's apparently a very very famous porn actress named Marie Sharp. <laughs> mm. She didn't want to be associated. I guess not, or overshadowed by Google. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but smart on her part, right? Yeah. Can you imagine though? There's like some dude, like yeah, time for some Marie Sharp, and he's like watches her demo reel. And he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I asked for. It's good acting, but what the hell? What is this accent? <laughs> this is a guy who watches porn. <laughs> hey, wh- where's the porn? <laughs> where's the porn? I would love to see that in a script, especially if you didn't introduce the character. Like you had two people talking and then just a third guy off screen yells and it's guy who watches porn. <laughs> That's part of my my set for my SNL audition. How'd that go? No, if it ever happens. Oh, okay. I just have it, that it character. Hasn't, hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> All right. So um, Andrew was in our latest movie, which... We're about to, we've so soft announced, but you know it's we haven't released the name yet. No, okay. no, not yet, Good not job. yet. Uh, but it's going to be very soon. So yeah, you played a role in that. We'll get to that soon. You did a great job, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, there are so many times we were editing it, especially. Do you remember the knock at the door? Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. That kills me every <laughs> single time. I was so impatient. <laughs> but it showed. Yeah, yeah, you did a, a fantastic job. So before we get to that, um, just tell us a little bit about where you're from, how you got into acting, you know, the general bio kind of stuff. General bio, I had to walk this through. Um, yeah, yeah. We don't really give people warning. Kind of like, Here you go. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny how I like when you think about how did you get here today. It's like such a complicated story. Oh, Long yes. story short. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised in the County of Dave. Um, grew up doing music all my life. Played piano, saxophone, most wind instruments, uh, anything else I can get my hands on, um, I played. Sweet. Um, got into singing very late. Always loved music. Never really thought about acting. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, until like much later in life. 
I moved to Canada, Windsor, Ontario, out of mm. all places. From Miami to... From Miami to Windsor. Wow. I just really craved snow and cold weather. That, that's I feel like you're messing with this. I just... Uh, yeah, I was just looking for a change, I guess, and I wanted to move to Canada, experience something new. I wanted to move away from home, right. move outside of the country, but I also wanted to go somewhere that wasn't, quote-unquote, too far. Mm. And how old were you when you did that? I was 19. Cool. Yeah. I was 19. Moved to Windsor, went to music school um, at the University of Windsor Um, for saxophone. uh, Composition, switched over from composition to uh, education and performance. I did that. In my last year of school, I discovered that I loved musicals, Mm. Um, took voice lessons, took dance lessons. I joined a training company with the contemporary, uh, local contemporary company as well. Um, so as soon as that started, I thought, uh, screw this saxophone shit. <laughs> I want to be an actor, singer, dancer, do all that stuff. So then I applied to Randolph Academy, which a lot of the music theater kids will know mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto. Uh, went to Randolph and just like focused all my attention on music theater. So I did the two years no break. That there, sounds fun. Yeah, it was intense. Two <laughs> years, no break. You're just, and mind you, the classes are very small. Mm-hmm. So the class I was with was to start with 16 people. Wow. <laughs> For two years. For two, and it dwindled down, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, two years, same people you're working with, your classes with them, you're rehearsing with them, you're doing showcases and presentations with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. Um, what was the curriculum like? Were you doing like um, performances every now and then as part of yeah. the program? Yeah, so we did a lot of um, uh, performances, both individually and as a group. Mm-hmm. So we had a few different classes, like we had music theater presentation, which was us singing solo mm-hmm. for a, a professor who would critique us, but then we would have to do duets and trios and group numbers. Mm. Then we would have um, dance presentations that we'd have to choreograph right. and then present to the entire school. Um, yeah. That's kind of scary. It wasn't scary so much as tiring. Were you performing or just choreographing? Them? Oh, all of the above. So everything? Every, we all did mm. everything. We choreographed no time to be scared. Yeah, there's no time to be scared. So would you choreograph the same thing that you'd perform? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it'd be part of your own, your own pieces and stuff. Exactly. That's interesting. That's really challenging. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But you know what? The The program taught me a lot. Especially because, like I said, I, I was a musician first. Mm. So when I got to Randolph, was really the first time I had focused on acting. But it taught you a lot. You know, you had to act through everything, right? Mm. So when you danced you acted through your dance. When you sang, you acted through your singing. Acting was always first. Right. And everything else was kind of secondary in a way. So when you sang, it was the emotions first. It was the connection with the piece first, emotionally and acting wise. And then the singing technique was everything that came after. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was challenging, um, especially when like you were choreographing not only yourself, but your peers. Right. And not everyone was at the same level mm. or had the same ideas that you had. Lots of feuds. 
loads of feuds. Oh my gosh, we were a legendary class, I'll tell you that much. We, <laughs> there are stories about our class, for sure. Um, but yeah, it was great. So yeah, I did Randolph, and then... How many did you kill? Um, just a couple. I mean, mostly made it out alive, you know? <laughs> never hear from them again. We're a legendary class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only six made it out. <laughs> Hunger Games. But it was a goal. Were you uh, competitive yeah. in your class, though? Did you want to, like, beat everyone? You know well, what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, no, it was very competitive because you were judged amongst your peers, right? Right. And you always wanted to be better. Yeah. Right? Especially when it came to, like, casting the graduating musical mm. and the graduating play. It's like, who got the lead role? With the teachers yeah. cast? Yeah. Ah, uh, so that, yeah. that's why it's, like... Yeah, cut through, I get it. Yeah. Mm. So one question that comes to mind, just out of my own curiosity, when you were first doing singing lessons, mm -hmm. um, you often hear like a lot of what singing lessons are just getting you out of your own head and getting you comfortable with your own voice. Mm -hmm. Did you have any experience with that? And if you did, do you think that helped with acting later down the road? So when I started singing, I focused on classical mm. music at first. Um, so opera, things mm -hmm. like that. And it was very much focused on breathing. Your breathing mm -hmm. um, apparatuses first. Is that the right word? Apparatuses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Breathing apparatuses first. And then, of course, there was a lot of like getting out of your own head. Mm -hmm. But then it was like getting into your own head as well because it's like there's so much training in terms of like uh, languages mm -hmm. for opera and, and diction and things like that. So. There was a, a sense of like letting go and releasing, especially like when it comes to emotion and acting in the piece. But it was hard to do that when you were learning different languages and like learning how to like make sure you were pronouncing every word and like making sure your diction was perfect and things like that, right? Right. But um, yeah, I feel like I, the classical training at first was very much in my head. Mm -hmm. Going to acting school was a different story because even though you were taking voice lessons, um, they were very acting first, and you were able to get out of your head. Mm. Does that answer so, the question? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. What happened afterwards? What do you mean? When you left, when you were done the program. Done the program? A lot happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was kind of lucky. I, as soon as, like, before I even graduated, I I had an agent that signed me. In Toronto? Me, in Toronto. Mm. Uh, they saw me in my graduating musical. I was one of the leads, which was cool. So they signed me before I graduated, and I booked a tour. Nice. Before I graduated. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I got lucky. Um, yeah, and then I toured around, which was super cool. Then I ended up on a cruise ship, which was super cool as well. The first time I ever, I saw your headshot in something, and then I looked up, I think your Facebook, and it was, uh, I'm thinking you on the cruise ship, like in the, the live performance. Oh, okay. Your picture there. And, something uh, literary, probably. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was that like touring around and doing the whole nine with that and ending up on cruise ships and whatnot? It was fun. I feel like there was always a sense of like, I don't know, I would start a, a contract and I would like love my entire life the first like month or two in the contract because mm -hmm. it'd be something new. Like mm -hmm. I'd see new places, meet new people, I'd be learning the show, which was like, you know something in of itself 
and be super busy. But once I like settled into the show, I, I always felt like I was always looking for more, you know, mm-hmm. and I was never like happy touring all the time. Could you define more or did it just feel like something was missing? It just felt like touring wasn't free <laughs> at all. Right. You know, so you like, prefer being more stationary? I do prefer being more stationary. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I found my, found my way into the TV and film. Mm-hmm. Because I was always doing stage stuff, plays and musicals. So um, how did that transition come about? So when I finished my first contract on a cruise ship, we got signed off in Long Beach, California. I decided that was the one and only contract I'll ever do on a cruise ship. <laughs> I, that good, eh? It, you know, there were, like, it was fun. Mm. You know, you got to see things and meet people and like you were kind of a celebrity while on the, while on the cruise ship because people wanted like your photos and yeah. like, your autograph and things like that. But I don't know, just like always being out to sea and like never really having a true network of friends outside of the cruise ship mm. world. There's yeah. like no sense of normalcy. Yeah. So like I think like, one... I don't fit in with these cruise ship folk. I don't. I don't <laughs> this is Andrew on stage during his like last performance. He's like, I'm done with these cruise ship people. On the mic and then I felt it. No, yeah. in your head. Oh. And then you're done. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it'd be great if I did it in the mic and dropped. <laughs> and then you're still have to go right into porn. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, you ignored. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> But um, but by the time you got into acting, you were pretty experienced, huh? Like in performance wise. Performance wise, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did it feel to just do it and go into it? Well, getting into TV and film, yes, there obviously are similarities. Like acting is acting is acting. Mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. However, the industry is very different. Right. Stage versus or theater versus. TV and film. So what are the, I mean, it's a big question, but what are the biggest differences in 30 seconds? <laughs> in 30 seconds, your sure. choices will be small. You know, I still gotta find a better word for, for, for this than smaller. But your choices are smaller on TV and film. Mm-hmm. Not smaller, they're more specific, I think. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with, with theater, you have a more room to play in the moment. Right. Whereas a TV and film, I feel like, yes, you have the room to play, but your choices have to be kind of honed in, mm-hmm. in the moment for it to make sense with scene and your, your scene partners and things like that. Whereas with stage, as long as you keep it, your choices outward, I feel like it can work whatever you do. So is that sacrilege to say? I don't know. But um, TV and film, it has to be more honed in. It has to be more specific. It has to be smaller. The things you do on stage cannot be done for the mm. most part on TV and film because it looks crazy. Mm. Yeah, the part, there's right? a lot less movement. A lot less movement. Um, yeah, pretty mm. much. Cool. So what happened? You you get off in California. Uh-huh. You stayed in California. Stayed right? in California. Yeah. So. And um, then just tried to get gigs? Or yeah, what? shopped around for agents. Um, took me a while to get one. So here's a question for you. Yeah. When you, you get off this cruise ship, you're like, I'm staying in California. Uh-huh. What happens to your Toronto agent? Are you done with him or her at this point? Or, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we kind of had a good relationship for a while. And I, I had said, they knew that I was staying in California for a bit. Mm. The idea was that I would be coming back to Toronto soon-ish. 
whenever that would be. <laughs> so then they did try to get me auditions, although they didn't really have the in relationships. LA? Yeah, in LA. Okay. They didn't have the relationships with CDs, casting directors. Yeah. Um, in California, like they do in Toronto. So you know, they got me what they could. And they got me some huge auditions. That's good. Like huge ones. Um, can I say which ones? That's up to you, know, man. I, I, I know what they were. I know what they were. Oh, you know. How do you know? I I googled Andrew. Yeah, and you saw his audition passed? He was supposed to be Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. <laughs> he was... And then what happened to that one? <laughs> you know, I turned down the contract and then Jake... I know, I was crying. I thought, damn it, that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal did really poorly in that movie. <laughs> no, he was good. Oh, well, yeah. But he was no Andrew Tate. He was no Andrew <laughs> I don't know if he can sing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah, if you want to say what they were, you're more than welcome. Yeah, I don't um, think it's a... Yeah, I auditioned for a few of the, like, live things that they did with, like, um, uh, ABC. I believe it was ABC. Jeez, I'm not getting it wrong. Um, like, Grease Live, I auditioned for. And, mm. um, this is, like... Um, with singing and everything, yeah, yeah, real, real closer to musical theater. Yeah, right. but then I also, I also auditioned for Moonlight. No way. Yeah, that's awesome. I asked you about that like a while ago because I was like, "You're from Miami." Yeah. Hmm. Which is funny because they didn't know that. But I was like, "I'm Miami," <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "I know what Miami." They're like, "Shut up!" <laughs> Shut up and just say the words. <laughs> um, but yeah, I auditioned for some huge things, but for the most part, they didn't really know or have a relationship with mm -hmm. casting directors in California. So stayed there for a little bit and I ended up staying for longer than whatever was considered to be soonish. Mm -hmm. So then my agent at the time was like, look, you you're know, coming back or like, not. Yeah. Are you, are you going to be staying there for a while? Because you know, we, I think if you're going to stay, we should probably just go our separate ways. And right. we decided to just split. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So we did. And then I shopped for agents, um, there. And I got an agent um, who was mostly focused on commercial. And like, I, I think I had this idea of like, when you get to LA, like all you do is audition for TV and films, like the big ones, and mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah, because that's all you hear about, right? Yeah, and yeah. it ends up that you are mostly, at least for like someone who's kind of a nobody when it comes to TV mm -hmm. and film, you're auditioning for a lot of commercials. Mm -hmm. A lot of non-union commercials, and you're like, but we're... <laughs> Where's my audition for the next Marvel film? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's going on? Um, and I think I also had a different uh, trajectory than like most people who come to LA for their dream. Mm -hmm. I just ended up in LA. I just stayed and I was like, what's the dream? Yeah, I'll hang out and see what's going on. Yeah, you weren't dead set on like making it when you were there. Yeah, I was like, what's this What's this place? Let's hang out and see. You're like, ooh, LA. <laughs> ooh, LA, a shiny thing. And how long were you yeah. there for? So I was in LA for the most part, I guess, for two years before I decided to come here. Mm. And was that this time when we did this movie? Or yeah. you had been... No way, I thought you'd been here before. I had visited before. Oh, okay. It was like a trial run for like all of two months. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought, in my mind, it was like, yeah, you know, he lived here before. He's in LA now. I think he's coming back. No, <laughs> I was what, literally That's what he told me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. And the reason why I thought Vancouver was a place for me hmm. at the time is because I literally was just visiting for two months. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like this place. Let's see. Let's try some things. So I contacted a few agents. 
uh, got signed with like really good agent, mm. a guy that I have a good relationship with now. Still with? Uh, still with. That's good. And I was like, well, I have an agent here. Let me go back to LA for a little bit and like mm. figure out if I want to stay in LA or come try this thing in Vancouver. Wait, so Hollywood you're, North. You're a dual citizen? No, I'm a permanent resident. Well, that was mm. going to be my next question for people listening that are like, how is he doing this? Mm. How'd you do it? Well, when I lived in Ontario, mm. I got my permanent residency there. While you were in school. Basically, While I was going to school. You had accepted a school that got you Yeah. Whatever. Well, the time gets you the permanent residency. Mm-hmm. So I had been in Ontario for the most part for like eight, almost nine years. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it helped the fact that you were a working professional at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I know I don't look like it, but you know, I'm 30. So when I moved, I was 19 and I stayed in Ontario for eight-ish years and then I lived in uh, LA and then this is a new thing, right? It hasn't yeah. even been a year yet. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So another follow-up question I have is you've had your fair share of agents at this point. When you're looking for an agent, what should the listeners who are also actors be looking for? Like, what is your idea of a good agent versus someone you're like, I don't want to be business with that? That's a good question. Mm. Because for me, I think, for me, for me, especially listening to like a lot of my friends who are looking for agents or who have looked for agents, it almost seems like they think that the agent is doing them a favor by signing <laughs> them. And I feel like it's a two-way street. You're working right? together. They need you, you need them. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot of agents don't understand that. Especially the bigger ones, they think, oh, you need me. Mm-hmm. And that's not a relationship you want to go into. Okay. You don't. You want someone you can talk to. You want someone who understands you. You want someone who's going to send you out for parts that you think you should be sent out for. Mm-hmm. I was with an agent for just a few months that was sending me out for things that I'm... Of course, I didn't get like asked into the audition room for that. Yeah. Why would they see me for that role? Like what kind of stuff? Role. Like, uh, first of all, twenty years old, mind you. I get like this is a broad term, but young dad, especially with the way I looked, <laughs> barely growing any facial hair. What? Who's gonna ask to see me for that? Yeah. <laughs> and it, when they say young dad, they weren't talking about like teenage dad. They, they mm-hmm. meant like thirties, whatever. Right? Yeah. I think like this specific situation, this agent looked at my age and thought, oh, well, this is the age that you are. I was like, yeah, it's not the age I am, it's the age I look, it's the mm-hmm. age I portray, right? Yeah. And I don't, at the time, didn't portray 30, 35, yeah. right? <laughs> you still don't look 35. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you have an agent that's sending you out for stuff that you're like, dude, this isn't right, what do you do? Like, is it... You call them up and say, you got to stop doing this and send me out for stuff I'm good for? Or do you just call them up and be like, look, man, we're not on the same page. This is done. I think if you, you should have a good enough relationship with your agent to, to have that conversation and say, hey, can we talk about these things that you're submitting me for? First of all, they probably, actors probably don't know what they're being submitted for. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think it's become a thing to ask for submission reports to see what you're being submitted for. And a lot of agents don't like that, but I think starting out, it's okay to ask for these submission reports so that you guys can get on the same page. The actor and agent get on the same page. If you see the submission report and there are things on there that you don't know why you're being submitted for, you should be able to have that conversation with your agent and say, Hey, I don't understand what you're sending out for. Can we talk about it? Can you explain to me what, you know, your idea is? Mm-hmm. 
And if you should be able to reach common ground, if you can, you should go your separate ways. So say as much or as little as you want to about that specific encounter, but how did that go? <laughs> I mean, you're not working with the agent no, anymore. No, not. Um, they kind of just basically said like, oh, just trust me, I know what I'm doing. Mm. And I, you know, In a pretty thing. snarky way? Or? It wasn't snarky so much as like, you're green, you're new to the industry, just like, trust me, I know what's going on, okay? And I was like, okay, for like all of a few months, and I realized I still wasn't getting into rooms, and I thought, this is not working out. Yeah. But my advice to, to people looking for agents, especially people who are new, are quote-unquote green to the industry, don't be afraid when you're talking to your agent to say, like, this is what my idea of our relationship will be. Mm-hmm. And see if it lines up with what they expect. Yeah. That sounds fair. Don't be afraid to say, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do this. I really don't want to do this. I'm really not interested in that. And if you guys are not on the same page and it's not the relationship for you. Yeah. I think that's a good idea when you're going into any kind of working relationship. Like even the movie that we did together, we talked a lot about like, this is what it is. This is how we're going to shoot it. And uh, like maybe well there's a question when we went into shooting our movie were there any like question marks in your head or did you feel pretty confident like this is the script we're doing you knew all the variables kind of thing no I feel like we we talked about it yeah yeah we had a there was a lot of conversation in the uh, in the audition Skype Skype oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of conversation during the audition process that were answered mm-hmm. a lot of questions that were answered um I feel like any questions that I had, like, on the day, I asked and you answered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because you should never really go into, like, onto set with questions. Like, you can't film a scene, shoot a scene, and, like, don't not know, what you're know doing. exactly what you're doing. Or, like, yeah. exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I just had a question. What the hell was it? Oh, oh yeah. So, I've asked this <laughs> to a couple actors who did the movie with us, when I got a hold of you and said, do you want to do an audition through Skype? Was that a good thing? Or was it kind of like the few actors I've asked have been like, yeah, it was good. Like it's kind of a little more unusual, but they enjoyed it. Like what was your take from it? Well, first of all, <laughs> have you done Skype before for auditions? Mm, no. That was the first time. I think that was the first time. Cool. Oh, okay. I've done a lot of self tapes. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Cause it's a little different when it's live. Yeah. First of all, I, w- I didn't. I was confused as to how you knew who I was and really, yeah, yeah how you got my information. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Worry. Um, so I definitely did my research on you. Yeah. But then um, when it came time, I really liked the Skype process because with self taping, like, it's cool because you get a chance to like really work on the scene, film it, and see yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. But then that also puts you back in your head. Because mm-hmm. you can like film it, watch it, and then like critique it and redo it a million times before you actually send the finished product. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like Skype, it's almost the same as doing it live. Like yeah. it is the same as doing it live. It is being in the audition room, mm-hmm. you know? It, I almost think it's like. Because, okay, so sometimes I've been in a room where like uh, there's a casting assistant. Mm-hmm. Or just for some reason the auditions on tape, and I've noticed a lot of times where like I'm doing my thing, and the person in the room is looking at me rather than looking at the screen 
mm-hmm. of me. And I don't like that because the way I look when you look at me and the way I look on screen are two different things. Mm-hmm. So I did like that on Skype, you could see me live, but you would see kind of how it would look on film. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, right? totally. So I liked it. Sweet. It was new, but <laughs> I, I dug it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so before we get into the movie we did together, what'd you do in between Vancouver and coming down, or sorry, LA and coming down here for this movie? Like, how did it go being in LA with all the additions and whatnot? So when I was quote unquote visiting, I got signed with my agent and I was doing a few auditions here and there in LA. When it came time to move to Vancouver, it was mostly just me, obviously doing all the moving stuff and prepping for a busy audition season mm-hmm. while filming. Yeah. Yeah, we really did film that at the height of summer, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I remember my agent was super excited that I was actually going to be in Vancouver for like an extended amount of time. But he was also like, oh, but you're filming this thing. Like how much time is going to take out of your schedule? And you were super flexible with. Mm-hmm. You had asked us all like, you know, what's your schedule? Yeah. So I can make a schedule and we can set it in stone, mm-hmm. which is super cool. But yeah, I was just kind of, when I was moving, I was just getting ready to prep this, reading the script a million times, mm-hmm. developing the character, and trying to get ready for auditions with headshots and mm-hmm. resumes and all the other. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right, let's see. You're really in it. Oh, I was in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think your agent would be like, kind of like awesome you're shooting a movie and you're auditioning but I could see how it's kind of like a little scary yeah no I mean he was super excited that I was filming something already as yeah. soon as I got here but he was also like okay well you're new to the industry so we have to really make sure that you're not regretting mm-hmm. what they call regretting when you can't make a an audition mm-hmm. regretting a bunch of auditions so we really need to know your schedule right like, really get it set in stone so when I send you out you're not regretting auditions because you don't want to have a you know a bad reputation at the start of your time in Vancouver. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with like our movie is micro budget. It's made on basically nothing. And one of the things that we really try to do going into it was like we know no one's getting a huge paycheck by any means out of this. So we try to make it as comfortable and realistic for everyone involved, like actors and crew. So when it came down to like schedules and whatnot, was it reassuring or whatnot knowing that like hey we're kind of flexible we're gonna make this schedule based off everyone compared to dude just block out these two weeks and then we'll call you whenever within the two weeks like what aspect of that um made it better for you i guess exactly what you said yeah that it was flexible Mm. and that you had asked us what was going on in our lives Mm. (laughs) and you made it work for us yeah yeah it was perfect Easy. Yeah. All right. So let's go back a little bit. We do the Skype audition. And I remember <laughs> the Tief wasn't there for the first audition. No. And then for the second one, uh, the ones we did through Skype, he, he was kind of sitting beside me, but he wasn't on screen. Yeah. And you were the last person. Like, I think you were, yeah, for the second round, you were the last person that we brought in. And I was like, the Chief, this last guy, trust me, he's good. He's got it. Oh, the last person for that role? Like, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, okay, man, we'll get a hold of you soon. Click. Turn to the chief. He's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, chief, what was your first impression of 
when you saw Andrew auditioning? Uh, I think at that point, you're one of the last people that we locked in, like, for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably, yeah. Because we had... Because I'd been through a bunch of, like, auditions with other actors and then in the room with them. And I just remember seeing a bunch of people and automatically being like, no, mm-hmm. no, doesn't get it. Like, not quite right. And when you did your audition, I was like, yeah, this guy, he knows what's going on. Like, I feel like he gets the role. Because mm-hmm. um, some people show up to it with, like, a preconceived notion of what they think it should be. I mean, everyone is going to, but they really, like, do something um, unoriginal or kind of generic. And then as soon as you see that, you're like, you know, that's the, that's the mo- easiest way to approach it. So when someone does something kind of interesting and a little different, um, it's always exciting. So when you did your audition, I was like, oh, that was different than everyone else. You have a lot of energy to you, and it's like, yes, that's what that character <laughs> needs. Because there was a few people that came in and just did it very, not monotone, but kind of mundane and a little bit withheld. And not, then you did yours. It's like energy, energy, yes. Well, what's funny, awesome. <laughs> what's funny about that is if they just look at the character breakdown, it tells you what mm-hmm. you need to know. Yeah. Like I, I think, think so. in the script it said like, if I'm not mistaken, it said, Ali. Uh, Fabulous. No, confident. Very confident and fabulous. Mm. I don't really remember, but that sounds right. Yeah. And I was like, there's everything I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> right? Actually, that brings up another question. Uh, in some of these auditions, what separates a good character description from a bad one? Um, I think character descriptions just need to be clear and direct. Mm. But they're also subject to interpretation, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, for me, when it said confident and fabulous, that was all I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like some people may not know what to do with that. Mm. Right? I think it just depends on how it translates to to each person. But I think it's easy, because I have seen this, where you see a character breakdown and it tells you, like, a million things and they seem to contradict each other. one another and you're like... I'm what I'm this, but that I don't I don't get it. But like, keeping it simple was really the best thing to do. Right. So when you came into, when you go into an audition like that where it has contradictory things in the description, how do you decide which ones to play on and which ones to kind of ignore? I ask. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> well, because I, you know, I feel like especially being a young actor, like, like as a new actor, yeah. I I felt like. At first, I would just have to like choose one that I or choose an idea that I thought was gonna work, but like I've realized and and discovered that filmmakers, directors, etc., they just want to know. They want to collaborate. Mm-hmm. They really do. I mean, I felt like you guys wanted to collaborate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, don't be afraid, actors. To like when you go in the room, if you have a question, ask it. Mm-hmm. A lot of casting directors will ask if you have questions, but ask those questions yeah i think it's good too because like even in our audition process i would ask people like do you have any thoughts any questions anything like that and the only thing that would really turn me off of that interaction is if they're just like no i'm like you know out of this like 120 page script you know one thought one question like nothing no 
okay, yeah, I don't know if we're going to work together, you know? Yeah. So, like, just uh, if they're asking for it, and even if they're not asking for questions or thoughts, I feel like most of the time they'd be pretty receptive to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I feel like most filmmakers, I'll say, mm -hmm. as a broad term, are very receptive to knowing what your thoughts are as yeah. an actor. Yeah. For sure. I know you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told everyone that going into it, Latif and I, I think that's pretty much exclusively how we work together on these projects. It's like, we are not dictators. Like, we want everyone's input and the best idea goes forward. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. how you make the best movie. Yeah. And even on set, I feel like we played a lot. We did. Right? It was yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, we mentioned before, that knock. I'll show you that scene before you leave. Oh, please do. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> did you ever get annoyed with that when we were editing? Because no mm -hmm. matter what, uh, mm -hmm. in any stage of editing, as soon as that scene came up, I just could not hold it together. <laughs> it's really good comedic timing. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just my, my moisturizer is getting in my eyes. I have special moisturizer that if it gets in your eyes, you start to cry. I hate this moisturizer. Anyways. <laughs> great for your skin. <laughs> I'm just crying. I'm like, this stuff is great for my skin. <laughs> no one can see what I'm doing. Like, no, what is going on? Do not put in eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's... I don't like to audition actors, personally. I find I have such a hard time with it. Because I'm such a, like, I need to know who the person is. I can't mm -hmm. just, like, put someone in even if the performance is good, because I don't know. I, I, I'm fascinated by actors. Like, I, I'm really fascinated by actors, and I'm always trying to pick their brain. And I'm trying to, like, understand, like, what what they're thinking all the time. I don't know why. Um, but I think that's why I, I have a hard time with the regular audition process. I feel like the, the way I like to work with actors is I become friends with them, mm -hmm. and then I cast them in something. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people do it. I know, yeah. but I, I feel like that's the, the easiest way to do it. It takes, it takes a bit of thought because you have to think about what can this person do or what do you think this person can do. And you take years developing an idea with this person in your head. Um, and obviously, um, the process isn't as, uh, as easy because um, you limit yourself. But at the same time, I think you, be, you get to do something very... Um, uh, rich because the person you're working with you've like imagined them and and you also kind of know them in a way because you've talked to them and had conversations and 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 know them outside of just like through working on set once or something or going through an audition um, so it, it was tough for me to see people casting this movie because I was just like yeah they're good I don't know um, but you know there were a few times where I was like yeah, I think this person really gets it. And I don't remember Tim was one of them when Tim came in. Mm -hmm. um, that was a tough role to cast because a bunch of people just like, it wasn't quite there. And then Tim came in. His audition was perfect. He was like really like, he was like kind of, sh not shaking, but he was like really energetic and kind of mm -hmm. like trying to like spill what he felt about it. And I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. Yeah. And the reason that we went with him was because when we asked, who do you think this character is? He knew the character. Where uh, you'd be amazed how many people for that were like, "Well, who do you think this character is?" And they're like, hey, "Just douchebag." Yeah, and that's, that's all so they said. I know, yeah. and it's yeah. like, 
Yeah, I don't think you're really seeing this here, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that's the that's the tough thing. Um, when an actor comes and and does an audition, like they might have a day to prep for it, and mm-hmm. then it's like, what is your deep insight on this role? And they're like, fuck, I just cut the script yesterday <laughs> <laughs> or this morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like, how did you feel coming into it? Like, were you, um, did you feel prepared, or was it just kind of like, eh? Um, well, I mean, I remember, like, on set, not the audition. Oh, on set. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I felt like I was where I needed to be. Mm. You know, yeah. we had we had so many conversations beforehand. From the conversations just to the rehearsals, did you fe- feel like in the rehearsals you found a lot of it, or was it through the conversations where you showed up and you're like, I'm pretty good? No, it was both. Okay. It was all Viva, for sure. Like, conversations were part of it. Mm-hmm. And then the table read was, you know, added on to that. Yeah. And then rehearsals mm-hmm. helped. Uh, and then obviously building a bond with people you were acting with. Especially because, yeah. like, you know, we're playing really good friends. So, like, yeah. you had to have that bond. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, it might be an impossible question, but what things do you think you developed through the conversations versus the rehearsals? Or did it all just kind of stack on top of each other? I think the only thing was just being in the moment. Because you can talk about things, you know, all day long, every day. Mm-hmm. But, like, being in the moment and seeing how, like, you interact with the other scene partners and how they interact with you mm-hmm. changes things. Okay. And it gets you more prepared for the day. Yeah. Because I feel like on the day, it's you're just doing what you've done before, for the most part. Yeah, you know, obviously you discover certain things in a moment, but for the most part, you've honed in on most of your choices. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm curious about. I remember I asked all the actors this: Do you like to rehearse, or do you just like very little rehearsal? And you were one that liked very little. Mm-hmm. So, did you feel like it was a little amount? Did you feel like it was more than you needed? Where did you, you fall? I honestly, I could have. I would have been okay with more, but I felt like I got what I needed from the two. But I am one of those people, I don't like to over-rehearse. I feel like rehearsal is necessary. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to go through each scene and like figure out what's going on. But I don't like to, you know, go over and over and over a scene. Because I feel like it just kind of... Makes it dry. Pardon? Makes it dry. Yeah. Kills the spontaneity because, like I said, you should be honing in on most of your choices before you shoot the scene, but you should still have uh, enough to play with when you get mm-hmm. there on the day. So like nothing not should, everything's cemented? Not everything is cemented. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you I, like to rehearse with actors? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I think... I want to see the actor be the character at least once yeah. before we shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I kind of asked every actor, I'm like, I feel like we'd only need, like, go through each scene once or twice, nothing mm-hmm. huge. But if there was an actor that's like, dude, I want tons of rehearsal, then I'd be like, okay, well, yeah. let's do tons of rehearsal. So pretty much whatever. I want to see the actor be the character at least once, and then from then on, it's just whatever we need to get to the point the point where we're ready to shoot, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Were you there for rehearsals? No, I didn't go to rehearsals. No, I didn't. What's your take on them? Um, 
it it depends on who I'm working with, um, and that'll depend on where they're at as an actor. Like, if I'm working with someone really new and they feel like kind of worried and a little like oh, I don't know if I can do it, then I'm like, yeah, let's rehearse, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of get into it with them. But if it's someone that's like you just know they don't really need it, I'll be like, hey, let's have a coffee, and that's our rehearsal. Yeah. And then we do it, do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on the person. Um, for me, like I don't think I need rehearsal unless it's for a technical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with an actor, like if if there's a scene where they require some sort of movement that is difficult to do, then I might do a rehearsal with them. That's very much about the th- the thing. It's not about like their performance. Because yeah. um, I I don't I've had an experience with a friend of mine who I think is talented. But if he rehearses too much, it gets really not great. Um, and I found with that actor that I worked with, you if you get like 10% of the amount of rehearsal that he normally does in, then he does great. If he does the normal amount of rehearsal he does, then it does not turn out as great. Because he, he's the type of person that really likes to fucking go at it. Um, and I think... Uh, there is something to the showing up and knowing it, but not like memorizing it into your heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you should know it, but not like come with like a, a jig ready to do when they say action. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my view on rehearsals and stuff. Yeah. I think it should be inside you for sure. Like yeah. the lines, that minimum should be inside you. And then, I mean, did you feel like that worked on the day? What do you mean? Like the rehearsal process, having so little of it, do you feel like yeah, everything yeah. came into play? Yeah, totally. Um, pretty well every performance of the movie is like, I don't have any problems with this. <laughs> Everyone did a great job. and yeah, I don't know what more rehearsals would have really done for us. The one I rehearsed the most was Cougar and Marie, because originally we were just going to do that in one take. And that's like a six-minute scene, <laughs> so I felt like... Oh, six-minute scene in one take? Yeah. Ooh, we I didn't end up doing that. We ended up doing coverage. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, Which I think ended up helping. Yeah, totally. Also, I asked her about that when she was on the podcast. You know what she told me? Yeah. She was like, yeah, you first came and you were like, yeah, we're going to do this in one take. And my head up, it was like, he's not doing this one take. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She's like, I've had a lot of directors say, we're going to do this in one take, and they always get coverage. I'm like, why, why didn't you tell me? She's like, well, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> but, you know, she was right. And, yeah, the coverage did add quite a bit. But yeah. to get back to rehearsals, like, no, I thought we got everything we needed. Um, yeah, like, the important thing for rehearsals, for me, was to see everyone be the character once. Um, for you and the buddies in the movie to get a little bit of chemistry going. And then to not let Cougar and Rachel see each other. <laughs> Cause I, did I ever tell you this? I didn't let them see each other until we started filming pretty much. So like I cast them yeah, a year in advance. You're kidding. And uh, I was like, the movie is you two meeting. So if I don't mm-hmm. let you two meet, then we kind of get that chemistry for free. So I didn't even tell Cougar Rachel's name until he saw it on the call sheet, I think. Wow. <laughs> he saw her at the table read, which would have been right after the call sheet. They kind of said hi to each other. And then we rehearsed a little bit. 
and then it was just straight into it. And I don't know, I think it really worked. The performance is a wicked in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think Rachel, for her, it, it didn't really matter because she just yeah. felt like she could do it. But for Cougar, it had an effect on him. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I was nervous, and I was like Googling her, and I was like, yeah, that sounds like Cougar. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the character, too, yeah. which made it work. Um, it's funny because you didn't do any chemistry reads at all. And, no, no. And, what? like, <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah. Like, even me and Tim are, like, super close now. Really? Oh, yeah, we hang oh, out, like, awesome. almost every... Well, we hang out every week, actually. Yeah, that's we sweet. a lot. Damn it. That's oh. where he's been. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we're saying you can't hang out. Yeah, like, we all ended up actually being good friends in the end. And Charlie had a good, like, chemistry as well, mm -hmm. without doing a chemistry read. And... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a couple different factors why we didn't. A is we just didn't have the time or money to do it. And B, like, I just, yeah, when we cast you all, I was like, nah, they're going to do good. I just, mm -hmm. I know they will. They've got this. So, yeah. And then we went to rehearsals and it was like, they're, they're good. Yeah. They're good. It all worked out. <laughs> Yeah, it was believable. Yeah. You know, no, it never felt like they wouldn't be friends. Like, yeah. everyone felt like they kind of were in the same circle. Um, and I think sometimes that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll cast sure. a group yeah. and, they, and you're like, those people wouldn't hang out with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah, few that's... people that I've showed a couple scenes to in the movie, I've showed them a few of your scenes with Tim where you guys are, like, having that back and forth quick banter. And everyone's like, yeah, that's good. They're really playing off each other. And it, yeah, it came off perfectly. It's funny because that's how we are. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Just going at it. Yeah. <laughs> you can be like that for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I just imagine you got, you're like, meet up, Tim. It's like, yeah. And you're like, what up, asshole? He's like, what up, jerk? Yeah. <laughs> Coffee? All right. Coffee. <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so when it came to actually shooting, like, I tried to encourage, let's try the script first, and then if you have any thoughts, okay, just do whatever you want, kind of thing. What do you think of, what do you prefer in terms of director? Do you like someone that lets you do as you will, or is, like, do you prefer someone that's like, here's the lines, do not deviate? <laughs> no, I like that you let us play right. with the text. Mm -hmm. How does that help you out? Because sometimes certain words are just the syntax mm -hmm. of certain sentences may not be how you would say it, mm -hmm. but you can still find a way to get the point across, saying mm -hmm. it in a different way. Yeah. And you're very receptive to that. I remember there were a few times, I can't think of any specific situations, but I do remember certain situations where I did change things up a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, totally. Like, that works. And I was like, great, because the other way just didn't feel right. Yeah. In my voice, for whatever reason. I think that's really important, too. Like, I always tell actors, like, sure, I've written this part, but I'm not playing this part. So when I give it to you, it needs to feel natural coming from you being that character. So you need to change up a few words or whatever. Very small price to pay. Mm -hmm. Very small price. And then in terms of, like, dialogue aside, changing a few words or whatnot, there were takes where I was just like, yeah, guys, try whatever you want. What do you think of that kind of directing? Where it's like, almost no directing. You know? <laughs> For me, it was new. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> try whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was actually really liberating. Sweet. Yeah, it was yeah. fun to just 
be given such liberty to to take your story, your script, and find a way to just play with it and like tell it in a way that I think would work, or like even just a scene like it's always fun to play, right? Yeah. So it's nice that you gave us that opportunity. Yeah, totally. There's the one scene where you go to Ben's character because you and um, your significant other have had a little bit of a, a fight over the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that entire thing in a two shot, and we ended up using one of the improv takes. It's like it's too good to not use. Like they're just vibing off of each other. We got to use that. One. Oh my gosh, I'm dying to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to see this Soon, man. We're in the sound mix and just getting music Jeez. back now. So it's interesting Soon. hearing that though for me though, because like I I've only made one narrative short film, and I I remember when I made this. There's a, a few moments where I was like, let's try a little improv. And then after after my experience with that, I was like, I don't really like feel comfortable like doing that with actors on set. Just being like, just try something. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of times they'll be like, what? They'll be like, what do you want from me? And then I'm also like, oh shit, it's my job to do something now. <laughs> um, so I'm finding like, I, I'm really, really trying really hard to write as succinctly as possible so that the actors don't even have to not say what I've written anymore. I know that sounds crazy and you should be open to change. Not that I'm not, but I'm like, I'm trying to write to the point where no one has to not say the lines because they're just exactly what they should be. Um, And obviously that's not easy, but I find like if I go with that approach, it's going to make me a better writer. But it's also a challenge for the actor, because that's all you got. How do you make that work? Um, so, uh, I, I know everyone might not be cool with that approach or be comfortable with like that, but uh, I'm trying to like keep to that, um, at least for the time being, and see how that plays out for me. Um, I mean, there are some, some writers like that, right? That oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. They have a certain rhythm and a certain style, and mm-hmm. you stick to that style. Well, those are, all, those are all writers that I I like how they write. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is like, then I should implement a similar kind of rule on myself um, to achieve a similar kind of outcome. Um, I, I should be strict on myself. Because it's very easy to be just like, just do whatever. And I think some people do it really well. And sometimes you just don't get what you want. And I've had that experience where I'm like, that's not what I wanted at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not going to try that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it depends on the actors as well, obviously, because if you get like some amazing actors, you won't have that problem. But you can get some really good performances from good actors who aren't like stars and just like these crazy talents and, and still have a really good film. Um, so I'm trying to be realistic about it approaching it and, and being a little harder on myself, I guess. But I, I like to to hear that it's liberating to just kind of do whatever sometimes. I'm just afraid to do that. When you're when you're on set with a script like Latif just mentioned where it's like, here's the words, what are the variables in what you do? Or is it pretty much like you iron it out with the director and you just do that? Like Well, I don't have a lot of experience in film world. Okay besides auditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my experience... You said you did a, a pilot with Pamela... 
yeah. friend? I did a lot of TV. Yeah. TV yeah. friend. Yes, yes. Uh, TV your mother. And it's very specific, but you almost don't question that because, oh, for one, small roles, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's only so many words I say anyway. But, like, the writing skill is so specific, especially if you look at their other works, mm-hmm. that you know how it should be said. And you figure out how to make it sound mm-hmm. right in your body. Even if you wouldn't normally say it that way, you find a way to make it sound right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is a different situation, right? Like the whole like independent feature film mm-hmm. world is very different from the TV world. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, there's so many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to to TV, and like, you know, it's a, it's it's a production. That's all it is. Yeah. So how I feel. Whereas with like <laughs> independent film, like it's more than just a production. There's yeah, so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So one question. First, do we have any other on-set questions or anything you'd like to say about being on set or whatnot? Uh, I was going to ask you, Yeah. how much of myself did you see in the character? Um, well, like I said, you definitely have energy. Mm-hmm. That came through in the initial... Did, did we audition right away or did we just talk the first time? I think we just talked the first time mm-hmm. on Skype. Yeah, so like right off that I was like, okay. It wasn't like the first talk was like, definitely, definitely Andrew, like 100%. But I was like, okay, got a good feeling about this guy. Like if he comes back on an audition that kind of matches how, how cool he is and just that energy he has. And I think, you know, it could definitely work out. And then when you did the audition, it was like, yeah. <laughs> no question, <laughs> but I don't know. It's almost a difficult question to answer. Like, there's definitely I saw some of you in the character, but not overwhelmingly. So you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, that answer. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just always curious because I think my perception of myself is different. I mean, that's normal than not from others. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say like I can't tell. Yeah. I feel like I don't know you. <laughs> You only know the character? <laughs> no, like, I, I mean this in a nice way. I feel like there's a lot more to you that I don't know. Mm-hmm. That I can't be like, that was that was you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's, even from the beginning of our talk today, like, the fact that you're so involved in music and all that kind of stuff, I would never know that. Mm-hmm. And there's so much there, and the fact that you've tried different things and had all these experiences... I wouldn't get that from the character in the film. I've, I've got an idea of maybe how you might react in certain sim- situations mm-hmm. at a base level, but I literally don't know who you are based on <laughs> the oh, character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I think as an actor, you should be bringing, I mean, it depends if you're outside in or inside out, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like you should be bringing yourself to the character. But I feel like the character shouldn't be you. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, totally. It should be two different things because as much as you want to be truthful and honest with your performances, you're acting. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. a character. Yeah, that's, that's the job. job. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's why I was wondering, like, I felt like I, I had tried to, you know, bring bits of Andrew into yeah. this character, but it, I didn't want this character to be 
Andrew. And I want someone yeah. to see it and be like, oh, that's Andrew. You just went and did you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you don't want that. That's no. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you paying to see that? Fire me up. <laughs> you know? No, you definitely, like, you can see the... And I think that's one thing that separates a good actor from a not-so-good actor, is you can tell, like, he's Andrew now, and then when you go to do the scene, it's like... You can see that maybe the foundation of the character was built from yourself, but there's so much more, and it's almost... Power Rangers, it's morphing time. <laughs> it's game on. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a bit of difficulty with that, though, because I don't know if I, I see it that way, personally. What do you mean? I understand bringing, like, a different uh, thing to the screen, obviously. But then a part of me is, like, every actor I see, they're always them. And they're always <laughs> going to be that. Um, and obviously they bring different choices and stuff, but for some people, um, there are a few actors who just completely morph. Mm -hmm. And it's not common. And Christian Bale? Uh, fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, um, he's nuts. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like a few guys that they just completely change into someone else. And that's like, wow, that's amazing. There are a lot of actors who are very talented, who kind of bring a similar energy to a lot of the roles they play. Um, they're all different roles, but they, they carry a similar energy, but they're all very strong. But it doesn't, I don't necessarily see like a completely different person. I find their performance changes based on the actual character that the writer has written. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, but they bring a similar template, because um, I'm guessing most actors have a process and they use a similar process to every role they play mm -hmm. um, and they'll kind of have a result but uh, I guess you'd have to talk to more actors to really get into process then like do you have a process when you go into a film yeah it's kind of changed over the years yeah um, when I was studying theater heavily it was very Uta Hagen what does that mean? You know, <laughs> oh, it's just... <laughs> it's uh, someone who had a method. Right. Okay. Um, and her style was... Or her style of process was something I focused on because that's what... That was the book we were given in school. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. what I focused on. And then recently I've been looking at a lot of Ivana Chubbuck's method and the stuff that she does and... What are the differences between them? I'm sure they're, they're fast, but... Yeah, I think... In a nutshell, oh, that's a good question. Ivana Chubik is more like, I would say it's focusing more on, oh, that's a good question. Because, so with Uta Hagen, it's very theater focused. I feel like mm -hmm. it's very theater focused and it's very like, they use a lot of like, Alex, there's a little bit of Alexander technique mm -hmm. when you look at Uta Hagen when it comes to movement, breath, things like that. Whereas I feel like Avana Chubbuck, you're looking more at like, um, you're really delving into the intentions in the scene and like a lot of substitution work, which is not necessarily as present in mm -hmm. Uta Hagen. So is it more like mental versus physical kind of thing? I feel like. Because yeah. Uta Hagen, they're still like the homework, right? They're still mm -hmm. like, okay, what's my intention? What are my tactics? Things like that. But I feel like the way you get to that is almost in reverse when you do it with Avana Chubbuck. Cool. Cool. 
For you listeners, note that. Yeah. Buddha <laughs> Hagen and Evanna But here's my thing when it comes to methods. Like, everyone has a different interpretation of what the methods are. And I feel like you can still get to where you need to go with any, any method. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just what works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. All right, so one question that I love asking actors, because I will never get this experience myself, is once the movie wraps, what's it like waiting for it to be finished? Because, <laughs> like, we wrap, and then Latif and I sit here editing for eight months. Yeah. But what's it like as an actor? Well, this recent experience, uh, it's just the waiting game. I feel like... For me, at first, you start thinking about, like, the choices you made on set, and you try to, like, remember what you did, and you're like, was that a good choice? Did he like it? Did it work? But then you kind of, at least I kind of, just let go, and I'm just like, I guess I'll just see you when it comes out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it can be a little, like, you know, you're tapping your toes at first, you're like, when is it coming out? I want to see it, but... Yeah. I'm just playing waiting game. Yeah, totally. Um, actually, that brings another question line, just out of straight personal curiosity. When we wrapped party stories, Cougar was in that one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember at the after party, he came over to me and he's like, okay, what are you thinking? You don't give anything on set. Like, if you, it seems like if you like something, you're just like, okay, that was good. So, like, what was your take on. Like, was I hard to read in that sense, or...? I think I kind of got you, though, because when we had, like, going mostly off of, like, our audition process, Yeah. when something wasn't necessarily working for you, you'd be like, try it this way. Yeah. And then it would work. And when it worked, you'd just be like, cool. And then I knew (laughs) that, like, okay, that was it. (laughs) Awesome. You you don't really give, like, a huge reaction, like, yeah, that's great, but I don't think that's necessary. Like, you... It's obvious when something works for you and when it doesn't. Sweet. Yeah. Good enough for me, man. Yeah. Good enough for me. <laughs> See, with me, when an actor really nails it, I just look really mad. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Going to get the taser. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Next one. Yeah, and they're like, what like, the? They're like, I don't know if I want to be part of this process anymore. <laughs> I'm just like pissed. I'm like, God damn it. They were good. Why are you so good? Ah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Do you guys have any other thoughts, questions? Hmm. Hmm. Do you have anything new you're exploring right now? Any, anything in the arts? Yeah, it's funny because I'm not really focusing that much on acting right now. Hmm. Is I've, that a conscious decision? Or just kind of ended up that way? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you still love it. I still love acting, obviously. Yes. Um, and I, I, you know, so... Recently, I've been focusing a lot of my attention on dance. Mm. I teach now. I, I'm dancing a lot more for training and things like that. And I've noticed, like... What kind of dance? Uh, or just kind of everything? Yeah. Okay. Mostly, like, I don't know. I hate this term yeah. for many reasons we'll talk about later. Street jazz, I guess we can, we can say. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's what I teach now. But, um, but I find that, like, I take acting. Mm-hmm. I mean... Obviously, like I talked about at Randolph, like acting came first. Mm-hmm. The movements came from what you were feeling, came from the emotions, right? Right. So that's kind of what I've been exploring lately, like a lot of dance and cool. definitely acting through that. Sweet. Any music? No. No? But I really want to. 
Are you playing like at home or? Yeah, like, I, mean, I play oh, at okay. home. I I still like write for myself. You know, like songs. Home, I, yeah, I write songs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, when I'm at home, I like write some lyrics and have little melodies in my head, or I'll try to play around the saxophone. There's like um, a piano room at the center next to my house, the community center there. And oh, I, you can just go and play. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. You have to rent it, but it's like literally like two dollars or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So I go in there and like tinker around. All right, so you're not like actively like on a thing, but you're mm-hmm. constantly creating and being exactly. an artist. Yeah, I think that's always healthy. Yeah, definitely. I think those are very important times for artists in general, where you're not doing a thing, but you're kind of doing things. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. um, in those moments, you usually kind of get to another level if, if you feel like you're at a plateau or you discover like a, a thing that you want to do there's so much you can discover yeah in acting specifically from doing so many other things right like dancing i discover so much as an actor mm-hmm. while dancing right like i'm doing a piece with this girl over there at the studio um and there's so much i discovered about myself as an actor places i went to that I didn't necessarily know I had in me mm-hmm. until you rehearsed this dance number, right? Interesting. Like, oh. It's like an epiphany. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I mean, when you're an actor, it's easy to get typecast, right? Yeah. There's like a certain type of role that you play a lot, and then when you're given the chance to like go outside of that box, it's kind of like, whoa. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? Who's that person? Did you feel Dope. like you got typecast a lot? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of always, I'm always like the happy go lucky best friend. What kind of role would you like to play? Do you want to get like serial killer kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've been dying to be a serial killer. Well, that's the thing. Like, in this piece, uh, this dance number that I was talking about, like, I'm kind of not a nice character. I'm, I'm not someone you like. You're right? dark. I'm, it's very dark. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so you get that, you know, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's nice as an actor to be versatile, right? Like to just yeah. try different things. That's always a tough thing, though, you know, because people will kind of see a person and be like, you know, you could do that. And they'll kind of like throw them in that hole they already look like they belong in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's always, it's very difficult to take someone and like be like, what is the complete opposite of them? But then you have to also ask yourself, can they do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the tough part, especially with auditioning. We'll get you over your audition. I don't know. I've been, I've been in a weird like uh, mindset lately where I've been really like, I, I've, I've been like playing with the idea of doing stand up in my head. I'm like, oh, I want to do a little stand up. You should do it, dude. I want to write a set and go do a little 10-minute open mic. Because I, I love comedy. Um, but I'm very, like, uh, pragmatic about how I approach it. I feel like it, it must be written. And it must be, like, good. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, like, I kind of like the idea of doing some performance stuff. But not, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, go and be in a film or something. I just want to go to, like, say, like, a... Like Yuck a open mic it. Not, not even that because that they're expecting a performance yeah. like like comedy I want to go to like an open mic at a cafe show up as like uh, like a Spanish guy 
and then just play like the guitar or just like do some poetry in like a completely different voice and then just leave and people are like oh that Spanish guy was great and when I walk out I'm just me again like that whole performance in itself was a performance. So you want to disappear into something for a little bit. Yeah but in public where it's not recorded <laughs> you know it's just like it's yeah. out there. I don't know why but I'm like that sounds like fun and see if I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it's fun to transform, that's why. Yeah. yeah, I'm finding that's interesting in my head right now, but that's completely, a, a, like, aside from filmmaking, but, yeah. yeah. Do it. You'll, not, you'll never know how it'll inform you as a filmmaker. Yeah. Until you do it. These experiences, man, it's kind of what... Yeah. I was walking down the street, and I saw this blind guy. He was just kind of, like, hitting, you know, and then he was walking up to, like, a window. In my head, I was like... Oh, I hope he walks into that window. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't because I wanted to get wanted him to get hurt, because he wouldn't have. It was like he was walking really slowly, but I was kind of like, I think most people will watch blind people, and kind of watch longer to see if they bump into something. Do like, you know why? Because yeah. they want to see a reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that today, but I did. So you're welcome. <laughs> I think your first character has to be blind. Yeah. Yeah. I've been having a lot of weird thoughts lately, but blind anyways. Spanish guy. Yeah, well, thanks for being on the show, Andrew. Yes. Do you have like social media things people can follow or whatnot? Yeah. Well, um, got everything is at Andrew J. Hampton. You got them all. Oh. oh Facebook, it. Instagram, Twitter, it's all at Andrew J. Hampton. You're smart. Yeah. It's good. It's easy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Alright, all right. well yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being in the movie, too. Like I said, you killed it. We'll show you some clips right after this. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, as always, this podcast brought to you by by Pippa. It's pippa.io, P-I-P-P-A.io, podcast hosting service. Cheap and awesome. Still don't know what the price is. I know it's cheap. (laughs) What role did you audition for in Moonlight? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, God, what's the guy's name? It's not the main role, but it's... Um, his best friend Kevin. in high school, Kevin. Yes. In high school. Okay. Oh, so you're going to play Kevin. Beach. That was the audition scene. The beach? Oh, really? The beach. No way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What was it like in that room for that audition? There was one person, I don't even know who it was, and I was on tape. So, no. like, it was a casting assistant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I made it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I was one that. Was it any notes, or was it like, you did it, and they're like, okay. Okay, thank you. Alright, <laughs> 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 I'm not getting that one. No. Were you in LA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. Actually, funny enough, turns out the agent that I had afterwards Mm. knew the person who was casting that role because it was like her good friend's nephew. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, didn't get it. I would have seen you as the same character, but in the last part of the movie. The last part? Yeah. The third half of the movie. Really? Like at the the cafe or whatever? Cafe, the guy cooking. I could see you doing that. But okay. I don't, yeah. Because, well, the guy in the high school, he he looked like he was, like, 17. What? How long ago did you audition? This was... I'm seeing you now in my head. I'm thinking about that last part. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I guess this was two years ago. Okay. okay. No facial hair? No facial hair for the no. audition. Did he tell you, like, come looking young kind of thing? No, but I saw the age, so I was like, no, no, no yeah. facial hair for the age. No? Yeah. Cool. That's Moonlight.
I, I, loved, <laughs> I loved Moonlight. It was fantastic. Well, right? yes. Really good movie. I saw it three times in the theaters. Mm. And then the third time I went, I was just crying the whole time during parts you shouldn't cry in. And then there's just these two women like over over there and they're like, what's wrong with that guy? Why is he crying so much? This is like the dinner scene. And I'm like, shut up. That's when we were walking out to see it. It was like a pile of napkins that I just left. This is the worst. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Actually, anyway. I have one more question. Just okay. based off that audition, could you tell it was going to be a good movie or do you not know enough? I didn't know enough. Okay. Because I didn't get the entire script. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got a uh, part of the script, mm-hmm. and it looked like a short film oh, at really? the time. Was it still called Moonlight? Yeah, it was okay. called Moonlight. So I didn't know enough. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look like anything big either. Mm-hmm. It did yeah. not look like it was going to be an Oscar contender at well, all. Yeah. Even when they made it and stuff, no one thought that. It was like way after the fact they're like oh my god yeah <laughs> we I, can't believe this happened i remember when we were working on that set of that short film um the one uh, with the video game one the deer, the deer yeah, yeah yeah um the director of that had just saw moonlight at viff the film festival here and yeah. she was like that's gonna win best picture and i was like did. <laughs> i just met you like two hours ago but i trust you and i gotta see this movie <laughs> yeah and it did oh, it was oh. a great movie <sighs> yeah all right now we're ending the podcast all right